Dave, can you explain to everyone who our guest is? Well, we've got a very accomplished author whose yeah. book right now is at the top of the charts. Yeah. Um, it's And uh, that's not like uh, one of the fake charts. No, these are like real, not yeah. like the fake charts our books are on. This right. is like a real chart. Yeah. Like New York Times kind of stuff, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Um, her, her name is Meg Kissinger, and she wrote a really heartwarming uh, book about, well, mental illness yeah and uh, depression and anxiety all the stuff we love to talk about oh exactly so we'll we'll be talking about all of that uh, because it's time for minutia men celebrity interview the following is a tony lasano podcast an opi show on the radio misfits podcast network this is the minutia men celebrity interview with rick and dave so just to put a little meat on the bones uh, dave our next guest is an award-winning journalist uh, she spent decades writing about mental health she's recently wrote a best-selling book that focuses on her own family's struggles with depression, anxiety, suicide. Her book, While You Were Out, An Intimate Family Portrait of Mental Illness in an Era of Silence, is currently number one on Amazon in biographies of journalists, editors, and publishers, has been named the Book of the Month, which is fantastic, on bookofthemonth.com. And she's also featured in the New York Times, so please welcome Meg Kissinger. Meg, how are you? Hey, I'm great. So happy to be here. So I want to start with saying uh, that you're a phenomenal writer. I, you know, as Dave and I are both writers, this book is so well written. But I want to oh, start with you. this passage. Yeah. Our family's shorthand way of dealing with these situations by simply not discussing them or making light of it had an insidious way of fueling shame and blame where none was warranted. So are, are you saying that burying your emotions and angst deep down into your soul and hoping they never bubble up to the surface is a bad thing? Because <laughs> yeah. Dave and I have been honoring our German heritage by doing this for our entire <laughs> right. lives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we're a little nervous. We, we just, just shove it down I mean, there. It's, just, it's just down, way it's, down there. Yeah. Shove it down. That's, yeah. that's my mom Not told me that. Not a good plan, guys. Well, you know, I'm half. We're half. Or I don't know if we're half German. We're we're part German. Our last name is Kissinger, of course. Right. So that ain't Irish. Yeah. But um, the German part, yeah. Stuff it down there, boys. Yeah. Let it boil. Let it just burn holes <laughs> in your stomach. Let that. Let those ulcers bleed and just <laughs> have a good time. But then, uh, being mostly Irish. You just drink fancy, it away then. We right? fancy the drink. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's As opposed to the Germans who don't drink it all. <laughs> yeah, right. right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, that was, it turns out that was not a winning combo no. is uh, just stuffing down the old sounds. But I have to say, so um, I, I was thinking about being on this podcast and um, how the hell are we going to work in all these serious themes in a podcast, uh, you know, name that that is devoted to minutia. But but I know listening to your fine podcast, you do tackle these heady topics. We so yeah. I'm excited to see where this is headed. Yeah. We're we're not just clowns, Meg. Yeah. We're you don't have any <laughs> lawyers per se listening on this by any chance. You're either. clowns with portfolios. <laughs> <We are. laughs> wow, well that's going to go on the uh, the the W two forms from now on. That's right. Uh, you know, I agree with Rick. This book. I mean, you really are a phenomenal writer, and I know you've been doing it for decades it's kind of as a journalist. But I mean, this I'm sure you've been told this, but this book is really, really well written. And I, well, thanks. And I love this line a little bit, what we just talked about. Uh, Take two alcoholics, one with bipolar and the other one with crippling anxiety, and let them have eight kids in 12 years. What could possibly go wrong? Um, right. You know, I think that's a pretty good way to sum up 
at least the foundation of your family struggles. So tell us a little bit about your parents. Yeah, well, they were lovely people and and so much fun to be around. You know, I when I when I first got this idea to write the book, it was because I'd seen in my reporting, you know, just how uh, people are dismissive of those with serious mental illness. And we kind of paint them in one way or another. And usually it's either scary or foreboding or pathetic. And really, the people in my family are none of the above. I mean, there they were it was a lot of fun growing up in the Kissinger family uh and it was only when i sat down and put this all together and um you know read it myself i was like holy shit this family has been through it so um you know my mom and dad were just they tried their best and they did they had um as i said eight kids in 12 years i'm the fourth i'm one of the monkeys in the middle Mm -hmm. so i had a great vantage you know to observe so you were kind of like jan brady yeah, I was the Jan Brady of the Kissinger family. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So anyway, they they were they you know and and they were trying their best. So I don't know about you guys, but you read these memoirs where it gets pretty whiny after about page fifty. Yeah, yeah. And I had the good grace of having so many siblings that it was you know you didn't really run out of material. The challenge was more what to put in there or you know, to it was take out probably to, right I mean, yeah right it was it was painful to take stuff out uh, uh, so yeah i had i had a lot of good material and you, you're all your brothers and sisters participated in the writing i mean that you would you have like a you have like a google yeah. doc or something right where people yeah, would yeah. yeah that was the miracle of this thing is this was a team sport fellas this was like um you know I was kind of like Zobrist and they were, um, you know, they were all, I was the utility infielder. Okay, I'm a White Sox they, fan. We're ending this interview know, right sorry, now. Sorry. No, sorry. No, I, you know, I don't, <laughs> and I know this is a fault line of all Chicagoans, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't tip my loyalty. Yeah. But anyway, let me just I'm say. I'm on that your I, side, Meg. Yeah. I'm on your side. <laughs> You've got such a good voice. Oh, okay. Um, no, I'm the one that you're supposed to say I have the good voice. All right. We discussed this before we went on the air. <laughs> well, you both have a good Thank voice. Thank you. Anyway, Anyway, so these this this project of mine, this wacky idea to write this very intense story because it's very wacky. This is yeah. very wacky. Yeah, the, like the you know the funny the upside of suicide. But it was um you know it was it was an important story I thought to tell because I could tell it in a way with with as a as the title says it an intimacy and a familiarity that you know could let readers know these are god's creatures these are full-throated you know loving well-intentioned people who just happen to be saddled with you know some pretty horrible uh diagnoses and and you know again we're all doing our best but i knew if i was going to tell the story in the way that it had to be told to be honest that we'd have to plow through some hairy stuff and who wanted to go back and revisit all that? Well, the short answer is me. But then when I went to my brothers and sisters and said, listen, I love you more than anything. And the last thing I want to do is hurt anybody. But I think we have a story that can help a lot of people. And to their, you know, to their enduring credit, they, they all signed right on. And, and so I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it all in a Google doc you can access, you know, so I'm going to get the police records from the suicide deaths. I'm going to get the medical files. I'm going to do my investigative reporter diligence on our family story. And you can look at 
all, some, or none of it. But what I want you to do is before I hit the send button to the editor, read it. And if there's anything in there that's going to kill our relationship, you know, or you just can't live with, let me know. And anyway, they all did and nobody took anything out. Wow. And there's some, there's some, you know, there's some humiliating stuff mm. in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish I had done that <laughs> before I wrote my latest uh, novel. Um, but uh, I, it's about my well, childhood. That, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. But yeah. I think that you know my reporting background was very helpful in that one of the first rules that you learn is like this no surprise journalism. You know, you, you don't want to like jump out of the, you know, ca- like from behind the couch and be like, aha, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just think it's a richer, better told story when all the cards are on the table so uh you know i'm a catholic as uh, as you are and i um i know catholic shame. I think, so there's yeah. another one out yeah. there i, I never yeah. knew there was another guy out there like, <laughs> you me and stephen colbert yeah. that's it there's only a few of us and the guy with the big hat what's his name the pope he's <laughs> one of them do you, what are you, fancy you know, red shoes that guy yeah 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 so you know john mulaney's my favorite comedian and i, I think he's fallen away but i loved his his line when he talked about how his his now ex-wife but then uh when she was asking about what it was like to be catholic and he said don't google us (laughs) (laughs) but 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 anyway uh, it's good to know that somebody still left in the pew alongside me well you know i think religion actually played a big part in this story right don't you don't you think that religion factors into the family dynamics Oh, absolutely. Of course. I mean, it was our, that was our world. You know, our world was like the size of the head of a pen. I mean, we went to Catholic school and then, you know, we, so Monday through Friday, we'd be, well, the nuns would be trying to teach us, um, didn't stick too well with me or a couple other of the kids in my family, but you know, they tried. And then Saturday night, uh, there'd be whoop de doos and then everybody would haul their hungover bodies to mass on sunday so you know that was our world was that was that parish yeah yeah well and and again like rick said it's kind of the you know that kind of catholic shame too right that you mentioned earlier it's like didn't your dad kind of tell you after the i, I believe it was it when your sister committed suicide right. we're gonna yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to tell her that she got hit by a train or something, right? I mean, it was... No, no, no. He said, uh, ac- no, he said uh, yeah, if anybody asks, this was an accident. Right, because she she ran her, she ran in front of a train, right? Is that how she committed Correct. suicide? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and, and, he, and he didn't say that to be mean. I mean, it, it sounded scary and foreboding the night that she died. He, yeah, he called us all into the living room and said, yeah, in no uncertain terms, if anybody asks... This was an accident. Yeah, yeah. So, and we we knew that that was ridiculous. Nobody was going to buy that. But he didn't say that out of out of uh, cruelty or he was afraid. He was scared. He he was afraid that Nancy would not be allowed to have a funeral because, yeah. in the eyes of the Catholic Church, suicide is a sin, which you can kind of understand. I mean, they're not going to give the green light and say like, you know, have at it. But um, <laughs> but you know, but, I, I remember being in a CCD <laughs> class once and asking them to explain to me why it is a sin i mean you yeah. know i mean yeah of course you don't want to really uh, that good for you That's right awesome. but you know you're who the only person you're harming is yourself right it's uh, right yeah i just but you, never I mean, understood I, it yeah and they want you to what, what are they i'm curious about what 
Do you remember what the answer was? Uh, you're not going to like the answer. Didn't they paddle you? <laughs> no. Didn't they hit you over the head with something or whatever? <laughs> they, told right, me, right. they told me not only was it a sin, it's the worst sin possible. Yeah. Um, oh, and, you, and you committed a sin for asking, yeah, Mr. Exactly. Kempfer. Right. And please go in the hallway, young man. Uh, no, well, that, no. that is not helpful. Oh, of course that it's is, not. It's no, re- uh, you know. But I even, yeah. as a, like a 10-year-old, sensed. That you know, this wasn't something people were doing for fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. No, exactly. And um, yeah, well, they've the the church has has improved their position on this for the most part. I mean, yeah. it's still you know, it, it's it's still tricky, but but there's a lot more compassion. In fact, there's a fantastic organization right there in your fair city. So the Chicago, the Archdiocese of Chicago, runs a a program for families who've lost somebody to suicide oh, wow. and they do beautiful work. It's called loss, which is loving outreach to uh, survivors of suicide. Anyway, they, they're fantastic. And in fact, I, I reference it in the book and this is, I, I hope not too much of a spoiler, but um, you know, our whole family goes. So my dad and my brother, Jake got a lot of comfort from belonging to this organization. And they had this day where they were going to, you were meant to show up and, you know, grieve the loss of these people from your family who you miss so much. And we did, but we were still stuck in that mode. We were too nervous to really talk about it. So it was a whole lot easier to laugh about it, which is, it's kind of hard to figure out a punchline to these things. But anyway, we show up at these things and the guy's playing the piano. It's this very soulful afternoon. And they'd, they'd fashion these quilt squares for everybody who had family members that died. Anyway, my brother, Jake came across some lady who was like 87 years old. And, um, you know, the other squares were like, you know, this 17-year-old kid. I mean, they're horrible, sad, heartbreaking stories. And we come to this one square, and it's this 87-year-old lady. And Jake, who, you know, God bless him, but he's just very literal. He's like, 87? Like, she couldn't have waited a year or two? <laughs> so we just burst out laughing. And, of course, my dad comes storming towards us. And he's like, no laughing. <laughs> yeah, no laughing. <laughs> anyway, it was, woo. But, um you know, uh, so they're trying. They're, they're. You know, that we, we, we do need to find ways, of course, to give comfort to one another. The suicide rate now, since since my brother Danny died in 1997, the suicide rate has gone up more than 30 percent. It's just outrageous. Yeah. You know, it's just it's terrible. Well, COVID what, didn't help, it, I'm sure. Yeah. No, and it's at an all-time high, and it's the second leading cause of death in young people, which is scandalous. Yeah. So we better find ways to make people comfortable talking about suicidal ideation, or you know, it's a very human emotion to consider suicide, and we unless we start talking about it and not you know, being like that CCD teacher and tell you that I I didn't think about it, talk about it. So let's, let's evolve people. Yeah. Do you hear that? Mrs. Nicholson? (laughs) Oh, Um, you are. I'm sorry. And now we do too. (laughs) Um, But the, uh, I'm sorry. Mrs. Uh, Nicholson, right? I'm sure she's a huge listener of this podcast. Uh, The one thing uh, that is, I think kind of positive is now if you, if you watch shows on TV or streaming, and if suicide is a part of a show or a movie, they do put it in the warning at the beginning, and right. often at the end they the put like the suicide prevention hotline number yeah. in there, which is great. But I think the big oh, part, oh, yeah. of, I think a big yeah, part of this book focuses on how our mental health system in the U.S. is broken, and right. 
uh, now that it's fixed, yeah, it's, it's fixed. For, but you, you fixed it with this book, so we appreciate that. We fixed it on this very podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Nobel Peace Prize is awarded to Mnuchin <laughs> for fixing mental health. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How bad is it, really? It's it's pretty bad. Oh, it's bad. No, first of all, it's not a system. So yeah. get that out of your right head right point. away. Great. And, um, you know, it's just because it, the system is defined as, you know, entities that work together and nothing in mental health works together. People are just they're very quick to pass the buck. They, there's a lot. There's still just so much uh, uh, misunderstanding. Uh, and anyway, it's getting better, of course. You know, I mean, you can't even turn on, well, I was going to say a Bears game without hearing a mental health. Um, <laughs> well, last night's game aside, you know, uh, people, Bears fans do need mental health, but a help, yeah. but, but, but it's everywhere now. I mean, inside the buses, the L, anywhere you turn, you're seeing um, notices for getting getting mental health care. The problem is finding it, you know. So I don't know if you guys have had occasion or anybody in your family has, but when you try to access mental health care, it's like you know, walking through a, a labyrinth. I mean, it's yeah. it's really confusing, and it needs to be a whole lot easier and more streamlined. And we need more mental health providers. We need just. Uh, easier access to it and can the friggin insurance companies start oh, paying for this just going to say that that's really the to me that's even a bigger problem is yeah. you know affording de- it and you know denying it, care yeah. continuously right, right. yeah so. they, they they start it no and then you got to you got to yeah. like prove yourself can you imagine if you had like a lump you yeah. know on right. your, or whatever chest pains and you had to justify it but that's what they make you do with you know a, a mental health issue Oh, if you opened up our medicine cabinet, we've got our Zoloft. Yeah. We've got our, yeah. you know, we've got our Depakote. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you need something, right. Meg, you come to me, buddy. <laughs> Dr. Feelgood will fix you right up. In fact, I think right. you may have your next book. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, right okay. Um, the next one you know, I imagine, sadly, many of our listeners are probably grappling with, you know, similar issues that, you know, right now that we're talking about. Any advice to them? I mean, we already talked about how there are more and more organizations and how, Mental health is being more available, especially with telemental or, you know, teletherapy, sure. right? Um, yeah. And online therapy. But what advice, I mean, can you, you know, give any advice? You, you've been through the war. You know, yeah. Any, any advice? Yeah, to yeah. That? I mean, my, my best advice, I think, which sounds so woo-woo, and it's really not, is just find ways to have these conversations. Yeah. So, you know, don't. This is for our know. German audience there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You talk to one another. Yeah. And that would be. Yeah, exactly. Vuvu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Vuvu. It's not woo-woo. It's vuvu. Octoliva. Anyway, just, yeah, have these, just, just look at it like you would cancer or heart disease, yeah. you know, love that person and work to help them and, and don't make them feel guilty about feeling so bad. And it's, it's not your fault. It's not, a, not, nobody wants this stuff. It's just, this is what you're saddled with, what you're born with. And, and there are, you know, the other thing, what I've, what I've come to learn over the years is really a lot of people are going to get better. Mm. You know, we just happen to have had pretty crappy outcomes in our family, but we've had some great successes too. So, you know, there's every reason to be hopeful and um, to, to, you know, people do with, with medication and with therapy and with understanding. So again, little schmaltzy here but the last thing german schmaltz fat perfect (laughs) (laughs) right so danny wrote me a letter right before he died and and he said 
you know, it's terrible having mental illness and, but only love and understanding can conquer this. And I love that. I mean, at the time I thought like, wow, that's a cheesy thing to say, but the more I've thought about it, it's exactly right. You know, just love people and find ways to understand them. As the Beatles said, love is all you need. You don't need therapy. Just buy the white album. Yeah. uh, That'd be magical. mystery. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Uh, So your brother Jake right now is he's in a group home and, I mean, he suffers from anxiety yes. and depression. He's a group home right now in Chicago. Yes. And yes. And I, I don't know if I read it in one of your, I, I went on a full Meg Kissinger rabbit hole yesterday and I, and you, oh. I, I don't know if it was CBS morning news or whatever. You mm-hmm. talked about how you part of, you've got like a sibling text thread or whatever. And when, right. And it's, yes. and, you, and you guys have evolved the Kissinger family evolved that when Jake has some mm-hmm. problems, he reaches out and everybody just steps right in. Right. I mean, this is exactly yes. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. And Jake is a hero. He is, he is my superhero. So that guy, you know, has the courage and the humility to just call it like he's like it is. And just to say, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble. I, you know, we had this family vacation the summer before last and he was like, I'm frozen. I can't even pack. I don't know how to put one foot in front of the other. So he just reaches out to us and we just swarm that guy. Cause we're like, no three peats in this family. Damn it. Yeah. We are going to, we are going to be with each other and help each other. So, yeah, these family text chains are out of control. My nephew has taken to finding any name that he can that is suggestive of a phallus. And when, you know, when he came across Pete Lecoq. Oh, my God. Know, and- That's the holy grail right there, right? <laughs> That's two in one. Yeah, That's right. super. <laughs> anyway, uh, so. You know, his real last name is Johnson, by the way. Yeah, that's I, is, former is he... Channel Five reporter Dick Johnson was another <laughs> or one. Dick Phelan. Yeah, uh, oh, former. Right. Oh, you have come to the right place. Now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. So my husband was the guy named Dick Boyle. I thought that's. That's funny. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, we I, were I talking penises. Guys. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, see, okay, yay, we found the minutia. <laughs> but, but this, but I do. I think that I mean, the Jake's Jake's formula is is the correct one. Just to be humble, ask for help. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, yeah. So he he is he's the man. Um, before we let you go, um, yeah, I want to talk to you about. Your brother, Bill, who I've known for, I don't know, about 15 years. He's really the one with the most screws loose, right? I, ah. mean, I mean, Bill is, the, uh, I've had, bre- let me let me tell you, you know, I'll go out once a month or so or uh, to mm-hmm. breakfast with him. The yeah. man is the most persnickety eater I've ever seen. So when he, it, it, yes. he'll, you know, he'll order his eggs and his sausage and then he can, they have to be over easy, Meg. God forbid they're sunny side <laughs> up or scrambled, right? No toast has to be an English muffin. And uh, he cuts the egg in these perfect, uh, you know, equi- uh, equivalent little things, puts it on yeah. his, and his English muffin. The coffee has to be right, you know, near his plate. So if he goes to the bathroom, I move everything. So when he comes back, his head just kind of explodes. Good exposure therapy for Bill. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, he's now world famous because of his, his. That was the only demand that I had in writing this book was that I had to call out the fact that he won the free throw contest right. and the one on one in the same year at St. Francis Xavier in Wilmette. 
And um, yeah, so they could, I think they're going to name the gym after him. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you mentioned on CBS Morning News, didn't you? Was that? Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. God, what a what a publicity hound that guy is. Yeah. Absolutely. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful man. I'm going to see him tomorrow morning. I'm going to be on WGN uh, Morning News, and I'll I'll see him there. Yeah, Rick is pitching his book, which isn't that New York Times no. didn't say anything about, no, or isn't a sure fancy schmancy number one on Amazon. No. Uh, no, but guys. Meg's Meg's book is called "While You Were Out: An Intimate Family Portrait of Mental Illness in the Era of Silence," and it's fantastic. We both give it uh, two thumbs up. Right, two uh, thumbs. I'm trying to think Chicago. what is the what is the suicide? I was going to make some suicide. Oh you know, uh, um, <laughs> you're doing so too well. Soon, too soon. <laughs> yeah, um, where can everybody? I'm, it's available at oh, Amazon. You can get it anywhere. Yeah, we love Amazon, but you know. Yeah, get the local bookstores. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Amazon. We don't need to buy Jeff Bezos another boat. Yeah. So exactly. buy buy it uh, from uh, locally. And your can people contact you via email oh, or, yeah. or oh, whatever? Yeah, yeah. So just medkissinger.com or my email is medkissinger57, like the year I was born, yeah. at gmail.com. Yep, I'm open for business. Right. Happy to talk to anybody. Yep. Thank you, Meg. Well, this has been great. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you really, guys are wonderful. Your book. Anytime I can bring up Pete Lecoq is a good day. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, yeah. We're, well, uh, our wheels are spinning for our penis <laughs> podcast that will be coming up uh, in after in February, I believe. The uh, White Sox had a player once called Johnny Dickshot. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Well, wasn't there a yeah. soccer player that had... I don't know. We'll, we'll do a whole show on that next. Well, you'll be back next Tuesday with another ex- with another episode of Medusa Penis. Thanks, Meg. Have a good Thanks, one. Thanks, guys. See you. You're great. Bye bye. Oh, she was nice. Oh my god, that was fantastic. Uh, the the book really is a wonder it is it, it is. is not as funny as this interview was but <laughs> but there are funny parts of there it, are you know are. and it's um you know god love the kissinger family for yeah. putting themselves out there to yeah, Bill's help a, other people a great guy too yeah. i mean he he is yeah. we don't like to say nice things no people, no he is, he is a nice guy yeah. all right well uh we have people to thank mm-hmm. for this show we who uh booked the guest for us dave would that be uh Dave Stern. That would be me. Yeah. yeah I was thinking. Thank what? you to Dave Stern yeah, yeah. for booking uh, Meg. And Bill for giving me the idea. Well, the, no, the, the, the email book. address. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, and, and the book. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano mm-hmm. with uh, Opie Productions. Opie is hippo backwards. We need to uh, thank our uh, distributor, uh, Ed Silla mm-hmm. with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again soon with another episode of Minutia Men Celebrity Celebrity Oh my God, in sync. That was great. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?